goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends. It is Thursday here on our Bo Snurdly Rush Hour. If you would like to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And, of course, there is so much that you can weigh in on today. I don't know if you watched the debate or not last night, the Republican debate. If you did, feel free to give us a call. Let us know what you thought about it. It is Thursday, which means Andrew Giuliani will be joining us as we go through the program today. Can't wait to hear what he says about the debate Uh, The impeachment inquiry has begun in Washington. That is underway. If you've been watching that little sideshow and you want to weigh in on that, please feel free as well. I've been watching it on and off as much as I can tolerate of it. It's like every other show in Washington. You, you, You think you're listening to two different universes. Democrats go on, talk about anything but this never happened, full of uh, these theatrical little games that they play and it gets to be a little bit how shall we say sickening after a while the uh the debates last night i did watch and i commented on the whole during the whole thing and it was what it was I don't have the same sort of hostility toward the debates that I'm seeing in the press. In fact, one of the, oh, before we go any further, let me just stop for a minute. U.S. guitarist Al Demiola has suffered a heart attack on stage. He was playing in Romania, but he is in stable condition. Now, you know, many of you fans of the program know that we uh, had a long podcast, great conversation with him. Aldemiola, right here from Bergen County, New Jersey. Aldemiola is a virtuoso musician. He's a heck of a nice guy, wonderful human being, and an amazing, as it says here in the ABC News story, award-winning U.S. guitarist Aldemiola suffered a heart attack during a performance in Romania's capital, but he's currently in stable condition, receiving treatment. Demiola began playing a concert at a venue in Bucharest at 9 p.m. on Wednesday night. Uh, Associated uh, Press photographer says he saw him clasp his chest during the performance, that he struggled to walk off stage. Two other members of the trio continued to play until they announced that the show would be cut short. So... He uh, is being treated, stable condition. 
His decades-long career has earned him widespread critical acclaim and awards, including a Grammy. One of his more popular tracks is Mediterranean Sundance. So we wish Al Demiola the very, very, very best and a speedy recovery. All right, I was saying that in terms of the debates, one of the uh, headlines I saw, I think it was in uh, Daily Mail, uh, one of those snarky headlines, called it a comic, seven, seven people out on a kamikaze mission. And <laughs> look, it wasn't that bad. I mean, there were some moments in it that I just, like this moment at the end, and I don't want to be mean to Dana Perino. I like Dana Perino. She. Dana Perino's all right in my book. But Dana Perino, this question that they had at the end, that I just, even when they were singing, I'm like, oh, come on. You cannot be doing this on Fox. At the end of the whole debate, the last question, they say, okay, seven of you, if you could vote somebody off the island, write down. You, candidates, you have a paper and a paper. Write down who you would want. And, and, and Ron DeSantis just immediately no, we're not going to do that. Chris Christie was pretty vociferous on that point as well. Of course, Christie spent most of the night doing what he does, and that is to level nonstop attacks on Donald Trump. So there were some good moments. There were some terrible moments, too. We can get to some of those. Some of the jokes that were supposed to be funny fell totally flat. The Donald Duck one? The Donald Duck thing to me was just pure silly. It was just silly. Trump should respond by calling him Christy Cream. Uh, See, now we're going into the land of the... No. Trump shouldn't even ignore him. <laughs> like, he just ignored this entire debate. Ignore him. Ignore all of it. And they're not denting Trump's numbers. Now, now toward the end of the evening, Christie said the only person's numbers that went down after the last poll was Donald Trump's. And there he has a, a point. It went down, but it didn't stay down. Trump's numbers were higher than ever. So your comments on the debate, DeSantis, I thought, had a different night. I can't wait to hear what Andrew thinks about some of this stuff. Nikki Haley, I, I wrote a, here's that headline I was telling you about. It, it, it was in the Daily Mail. Seven kamikaze pilots on political suicide missions. Donald Duckling, the action, and the real debate winner revealed. And goes on and on and on. But they're calling the seven who attended seven kamikaze pilots on a politi- on political suicide mission. And I do not agree with that. I actually think that some of the some of the Tim Scott had a much better performance than he did the first time. Is it going to help him? <laughs> Doug Burgum, this guy, I I kept calling him the guy from North Dakota because I couldn't remember his name. His name comes and goes in my mind. But he actually had got a little time to speak last night. And, you know, 
Now, I've heard from some people in his state. I have far-reaching sources, you see. Almost every state in the union, I have sources. And they call me. They tell me what they think, or they text me, or they send me direct messages on Twitter or Facebook, whatever. Now, I've heard that there are a lot of conservatives in North Dakota that are unhappy with Bergman. They say he's kind of like a squishy Republican. He's kind of a moderate. And he himself goes on and says, you know, I'm a businessman. I have more business experience than everybody. That, that's, they all say, I have more of this and that than anybody on the stage. I have more business experience than anyone on the He actually used the time that he had very well. And, and did sort of say, you know what, he, he made a distinction between the way that Washington operates and the way that he does business in his state. I think one of his more effective moments kept coming when he said, uh, in response to others offering up what they would do when they get into what they are going to do, he said, look, we've already done all of these things in North Dakota. I've implemented the rat-a-tat-tat a list. Effective. Chris Christie had a moment. One of the few moments when he wasn't trying to lambaste Donald Trump, and he talked about the teachers' unions. And by the way, AOC is not happy with that. She says his language was sexist. So there are all sorts of things if you watched it. If you weren't watching the debate last night, perhaps you were watching the Philadelphia Loot Olympics. Hmm, no, no takers, no takers. Nobody watching the Philadelphia Loot Olympics last night? Well, they had a looting Olympic. You had a bunch of these uh, uh, dressed in black robbers, and they were being egged on by a woman who calls herself, her name is Dejia, Dejia. Dejia. Blackwell, better known as Meatball, laughing and cheering on the looters. She was streaming. Let's hear Dejaya. Let's hear good old Dejaya. This is Dejaya Blackwell, Meatball, at the Philadelphia Loot Olympics last night. Now, you don't have the cut where she says when she stops screaming and sounding like she's in a perpetual state of bliss, where she says that uh, this is what happens, we don't get justice in this city. She's talking about the Loot Olympics, how they've... They looted an Apple store. They looted a Foot Locker, and they looted Lululemon. Lululemon. When she was arrested and brought in, and her mug shot, she burst out crying. All that happiness was gone. She started crying. But she was showing her video, showing hordes of looters going into the Apple store, running away with iPhones 
and tablets. Free iPhones, free iPhones, she yelled, free iPhones. Police used the social media post of DJ of Blackwell and other alleged looters to determine their precise location because aside from being criminal, they are insanely stupid. They are beyond belief dumb. They are not only ignorant, they are not only criminal, they are dumb criminals. They are stupid criminals. They have such little education that these dolts can't figure out that if you're robbing someplace, you don't put the evidence up in real time so people can see you. They are hideously beyond belief stupid. Because this is what you get coming out of public schools. Thank you, Democrats. You get a whole generation. And I saw the mug sheet. Some of you get mad at me. You get mad at me. Go ahead and get mad. I saw the pictures. And one of the, they spread out of the alleged Lutathon. Those people who took place in the Loot Olympics in Philadelphia. It's like it was a spread of about 30, 40 people. And you know what you saw in there? Young blackface after young blackface after young blackface. Oh, wait a minute. There's one. I don't know whether that person's Hispanic or kind of looking white. There's one. Oh, more blackface, more blackface, another blackface, another blackface, another one, another one, another one, another one, another one, and on and on it goes. And so you have a generation on parade of not just criminals, but dumb ass criminals, stupid idiot, dumb criminals who don't even know that when you're doing a crime, it's best not to leave evidence where the police will be looking for it. And if they ever follow the news, if they know how to read, and they knew how to read a newspaper, maybe they would have read stories in the past where other dumb criminals did the same thing if they were smart enough to actually turn off whatever it is they watch on TV, housewives or this or that, or whatever it is they're looking at on TV, and actually turn on the news once in a while, they would see where other dumb criminals have gone to jail for doing the same thing. And they would say, you know what? We just did this lootathon here in Philadelphia. Let's not post up all our stuff on social media where the cops will find us. Besides, how stupid do you have to be to go loot iPhones? Hint to all of you dumb, stupid criminals. iPhones have location tracking. It's not as if when you go to activate the phone that they're not going to realize Oh, this is one of the phones that these dumb criminals stole from our store. It's beyond belief. I mean, that's one of the reasons I guess I like watching British TV so much when I do watch TV, because at least the criminals are smart. The criminals can speak. You can understand what they have to say. You can understand 
their language. They use common sense, rationale, everything. They're not like the criminals that we see coming out of American cities. 800-848-WABC is our number. Oh, we've got so much music today. Coming back right after this. Don't go away. Head out on the highway. Looking for adventure. And whatever comes our way. Yeah, darling, go make it happen. Take the world in a loving place. Fire all of the guns and constant. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Don't make it bad. 1968. Beatles start a nine-week run at number one with this one. Paul McCartney wrote it about John Lennon's son, Julian. It became the 16th U.S. number one hit, best-selling single of the year, 1968. This is about Yoko. Uh, it's about Julian. Yeah, but um, John got divorced from Julian's mother and married Yoko, so the oh. song is for Julian to say, hey, give Yoko a chance. Oh, thank you. Now it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and he didn't want to call the kid out, you know, by saying, hey, Julian, so he renamed it, hey, Jude. Wow. Ah. Well, thank you, Diego. Wow, Paul McCartney, I just, yeah. Okay, we have so many people on the phone. I don't want people to wait. Let's go to Adam, and we're going to get to some of these other stories. We'll talk about the debate with with Andrew Giuliani and the shutdown stuff. But people want to talk about the debates. They want to talk about the the Philadelphia Loot Olympics last night. Adam in Mineola. I love Paul McCartney when he was doing the songs with Wings. Okay, let's get that straight. I'm, I'm I'm close to your age. I'm 61. I'll be 62 in November. Anyway, that was like a clown debate, man. You know, a little. What was like How was that different than? How how was that different than any other debate? Nikki Haley and and Ramaswamy, whatever his name is, you know. It was garbage, man. I don't see no... Chris Christie was like the best guy I've seen up there. Of course, you know, because you he know, was like attacking this. Trump. Oh, no, no. 
Ron no. DeSantis had a very Ron DeSantis actually I thought had a good night. Tim Scott had a good night. Nikki Haley I thought came off a bit I don't know. It was um But you said okay, it was you, you called it what a clown show? North so Dakota which guy. candidate if you had to pick well you already told us, if you had to pick a candidate, your guy would be Chris Christie. And what did Chris Christie say that got your attention? Um, well, he, he kind of kept it real. You know, I mean, you know, Trump is ducking and hiding. You know, why is he doing that? Do you realize that you're not telling me anything? Do you realize that you're just using, like, all these, well, he kept it real. What does that mean? What did what? he say? What points did he make? He made some good mm-hmm. points, sir. Yeah, he made so, good points. What were name one? One good point. Besides besides Trump, besides him bashing Trump. One thing he said about policy that you think was good. I can tell you Don't one. Don't do me like that, Mr. Snurley. Okay, so, I won't. His, his I'll, point I'll about Trump is is the best one I ever heard, man. You know? Come on. Which now, one about like Trump? Man. Don't cower. Don't cower, mm. Mr. Trump. Come on and fight. Come on to the debates and fight. Why should you know? Donald Trump go there? Why should he? He's leading in the polls. He has a far and away substantial lead. Why should he show up? Well, when he, I've he often, got... and, and Adam, this is not just directed at Trump. I've often wondered this. I've often wondered if you are in a lead position like Katie Hobbs did in Arizona. She's like, I'm not going to debate her, even though Katie was scared. Because Katie knew she would lose if she debated. But if you're in a position of strength, I've often wondered why candidates bother to go to these debates. Let the other people debate. You just stay out of it, and you do what Clinton did politically. You triangulate. You 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 don't you, you don't get in the in in the crowded field because it's not going to do you any good in a show like that. And that's what it was—a show. In a lot of respects, although people did make good points. I didn't think Ramaswamy helped himself last night. I think he makes good points, and then on then he sounds, sometimes he sounds so amateurish. I, that's my own thought. Anyway, Adam, look, thank you. I appreciate it. Got some other people I want to get to. I want to get to you first. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn, New York. Larry, you're on WABC. Yeah, hi, Bo. First of all, I want to just say, I don't think you should be telling, giving people advice on what items to steal because stealing is wrong, and they should get in trouble and should get caught. So if they want to be, to be stupid and steal iPhones, don't caution them not to do that. That's one thing. But the main thing I want to say is, is that, you know. Look, hold on. Let's, let, hold, hold on. The people that are out there doing the Lutathon, and the Loot Olympics do not listen to talk radio. They don't listen to news. They couldn't take the big words, okay? Words over two syllables, all right? These people, if you're that dumb, if you are that dumb that you steal something and then go put it on social media in real time, oh, look what I just stole. I don't have to worry about them. I'm not giving them advice. These people don't listen here. And they, these people don't listen to anything connected to the real world. 
or news or anything like that. But anyway, to your point, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, somebody, but yeah, but you know what? All this looting has made me realize something. You know, the disparity in this wealth uh, of wealth in this country has gotten all too conspicuous and all too ridiculous. I mean, I look at working regular working people that work for a, a wage, like let's say a home health aide and stuff, and I look at them and I say, do they realize that what they make is like a sand, a pebble, a, a piece of a, a, a grain of sand on the beach? compared to people like Bloomberg, who don't have to work. Their money makes money, and they got more money than some governments. And not only that, they don't have to put money... Larry, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? As much as I don't like Michael Bloomberg, how dare you suggest that Michael Bloomberg has not worked for his money? Now, we I don't particularly care for his politics at all. But Larry, but, but Bloomberg built a media empire. You don't do that by not working. He ran for mayor. I thought he was a disastrous mayor in many respects, but he worked. How There are so many rich people who acquire what they have from working. And why do you begrudge people who work the fruits of their labor, Larry? I don't understand that. Begrudge the system because it makes people despondent who have to start at the bottom. Do you know that? If you if you have to start at the bottom, that's your look. If that's your lot in life, there's nothing preventing you from rising up from your from the, your station in life. That is one of the joys of being in America. No one stops you but your own ambition and your own lack of hard work and success. Now there are people who do work hard all their life and they don't catch the breaks and they don't whatever for whatever reason. But that's not the fault of the system. This is life. Jimmy Carter once said, and I thought it was ruthless when he said it, when he was president. He, I, I will always remember some press conference, and he just told the reporter. The reporter was going on and on about this, not fair, that, not fair. Jimmy Carter looked around and said, you know what? Life isn't fair. And in many respects, that's true. There are going to be people who have more than others. There will be people who have less than others. But some people who have less than others can work and can make a difference in their own lives, Larry. You don't you don't believe that? I believe that all I'm saying is the disparity could be discouraging and we don't compel the, the filthy rich to give to the legitimate causes that get down to the people. They give to major institutions, but that 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 charity doesn't get down to the Larry, person. Larry Yes. Who pays the majority of taxes in this country, Larry? Probably the wealthy. Larry, who pays the majority the middle, of taxes in this country? The middle class. We are late for class. a break, Larry. Let me pick this up when we go. I'm going to invite you to call again, and let's continue to flesh this out. Okay, James okay, Golden, Snurdy with you here on WABC. Andrew Giuliani's coming up. We are not done, and we're going to get to as many of your phone calls as we can, 800-848-WABC. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll be back with you. In mere moments, don't go away. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, yes, I've taken over for uh, both. Yeah, yes, he. I, I don't like his musical selection, so I just decided to bogart him. Until he admits that Sly and the Family Stone is ten times better than Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm holding this this period of time hostage. But uh, this is Andrew Giuliani, right? Curtis, I. I think that you actually kicked Bo off. Is that actually what ended up happening? Are you trying to get even more airtime and you're kicking Bo snurdly off the line here? Is that what's going on? You know me. You You know me. I'm like a Pac-Man. But until we can reconnect with uh, Bo snurdly, did you have a chance uh, to take a look at the debate yesterday? I did. And my comment when asked about the debate going into it, was very simple. I compared it to Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift getting a touchdown pass because as soon as Travis Kelsey got that touchdown pass from Taylor Swift that was going to be given to Taylor Swift, the junior varsity came in for the Chiefs that day. Well, that was a debate of the junior varsity at this point. And I'm very curious to see what the actual numbers were of people who watched. I would imagine that after the first five to ten minutes, those numbers dropped uh, Pretty low, to be perfectly honest here, Curtis. I don't know. What were your thoughts? Well, I thought uh, DeSantis was better towards the end. Uh, He was more cool, calm, and collected, uh, but he's not really connecting with the general public. I think Nikki Haley was a little bit too hot, you know, going after Swami Man there. And then uh, also the battle between her and Tim Scott didn't make much sense to me since they're both from South Carolina. But, well, uh, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question here, Curtis. I, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. I think you're. I think you're right. I think those are good analysis. But are there many people who were, let's say, were paying attention to that second half of the debate, or is this going to be a needle mover at all? I mean, you saw the most recent poll that even the Washington Post poo-pooed in terms of uh, Trump being up ten points, saying it's an outlier. You can see how he continues to pull away from the Republican field. Did this move the needle at all, or is this just something? that, you know, we can talk about for the next 48 hours, and by the time we get to tomorrow, uh, it's not going to make any difference in the Republican race. What are your thoughts? Well, no, Andrew, you see, I um, you multiply my age, right? I'm like uh, three times your age. So I've seen <laughs> so many campaigns early on where there was a predetermined, uh, I'm ahead of the pack, I'm going to win, slam dunk. In fact, your father was in that position when he was yeah. running, was considered a slam dunk, uh, you know, America's mayor coming off the stellar career as the top mayor uh, in uh, all of urban America. And yet you never know. You go through a primary process. I think back to when Donald Trump uh, came uh, down those um, those escalators at Trump Tower. He was at three percent. Then he yeah. got into the debates and he began to soar until it was just him and Ted Cruz uh, in the end. So I'm I'm open to let the primary process take place. Let the best mm-hmm. man, best woman win. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I Like I said, I'm very interested to see where these numbers are. I think from the people that I've talked to who, let's say, 
uh, are not big politicos like you or me that were very, very interested in what was going on in 2016, even 2015, very early on in the process. who were watching those early debates between Trump and Jeb and Marco Rubio and Christie was on the stage and the, and the six or seven other candidates that were on the stage. I'm not hearing that same interest in this last debate or the debate a month ago uh, that I was when Trump was on the stage. Now, that doesn't mean that voters in Iowa, like you said, voters in New Hampshire in these early states will look and say, uh, you know, throw a little bit of a surprise into here. But I also look at Iowa, for example, and you look back at the last three Iowa caucus winners in the Republican primaries, and all three of them did not necessarily become the Republican nominee. I think it goes uh, Santorum won in 2012. Romney was the actual uh, winner, was the nominee. You had uh, Huckabee won in 2008, and we know McCain was the nominee. And then in 2016, you had Ted Cruz who won, and we know that Donald Trump became the nominee and eventual president. So, Yeah, well, you got to work all the counties in Iowa. In fact, I remember meeting your father on the campaign trail there in a snowstorm in Fort Dodge. <laughs> where it was me and 10 guardian angels from Davenport, Iowa, and four people in the snowstorm. But your your father and his team made it uh, because it's grueling. You have to hit every county, every town. People in Iowa expect that. Likewise in New Hampshire. And then once you get past New Hampshire, then, you know, it's, it's uh, the super uh, primaries where they're all clustered together. But... Generally, if you spend a lot of time, personal time in Iowa, personal time in New Hampshire, you could do very well. Let's face it, Christie's hoping for a good showing in New Hampshire. His only reason to be in is he is uh, trying to be the Shamu, uh, uh, El Jefe, Chris Christie, Orca, the killer whale against Trump. But you can't kill him if you can't see him and you're not on the same stage with him. <laughs> Now, Curtis, I have a question for you, shifting topics over here, because yeah. I was listening this morning on Sid and Friends on WABC when Sid was interviewing Mayor Adams. Now, I know you were on the debate stage multiple times with Mayor Adams, you being the Republican nominee that ran against him. There was one point during that interview where Eric Adams said, thank goodness that some of the people that were running against me are not running this city now. Do you think he was making a personal affront at you, Mr. Sleeper? Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, he has always actually said, as you've heard him before say, uh, God had chosen him on this occasion to lead the city out of the multiple problems he inherited, or I would have inherited if I was lucky enough to win from Bill de Blasio. Well, I think we all uh, would uh, would come to the same conclusion. That part-time mayor, that dope from Park Slope, was the absolute worst. But I think we've reconnected with Bo, Bo Snurley. Uh, yes, you have. Uh, see, I knocked yes, you, you off have. because I played Sly and the Family Stone instead of your favorite... <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And Andrew, oh my goodness, Andrew, well, let me know, just I, ask you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I, I think Curtis might have sabotaged you on perfect here, Bo, because he wanted to ask me a couple of you know below the belt questions over here. I know he never ends up leaving the WABC studio. If you're at two a.m., you see him sleeping in there. Middle of the day, he's always there. I feel like this might have been a Sliwa special over here. Hey, hey I'm telling you. Well, I got to ask you this, Andrew, really quickly. Your thoughts on we've already had, heard one or two people express their dissatisfaction with the Republican debates last night. What were your thoughts? Two words, junior varsity. 
I think this was junior varsity, to be perfectly honest. I think, um, you know, this is something that we'll talk about today. And I think by tomorrow afternoon, it will have been, you know, late news. And I don't think anybody's getting momentum out of this. Um, I think it would be great if it seemed like this was less a personality contest for second place and more of uh, talking about the issues. Um, But look, Trump just seems to be pressing the right buttons here. He knows that the oxygen is completely left the room when he's not in there and he's not going to give any of his competitors the opportunity to actually catch up by getting on that same debate stage with him because he knows he knows that this is not a discussion of his record or of the issues he knows that they're going to try to go after him personally you could just see what chris christie ended up saying calling him donald duck and and all kinds of stuff you realize at this point chris christie isn't actually presenting any ideas that are going to help americans uh, battle inflation or they're going to help our border crisis he has a grudge against donald trump and that's what he ultimately showed on the debate stage again do you think Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, either of or Doug Burnham, Burgum, improve their standing, or Vice Former Vice President Mike Mike Pence? Do you think any of them improve their standing with voters by some of the explanations that they gave to questions? I'm thinking back to when uh, Ron DeSantis actually fired back on this charge from the Univision moderator. That uh, that that the history in in Florida and his school c- curriculum there was was racist, and he just let her have it. It was a hoax, and went back at it. And he talked about his record. Do you think uh, Burgum did himself justice talking about the way that things are run in his state under his leadership? There were moments I thought of clarity. Do, mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think look, I think DeSantis had a decent performance. I think though, when you ask the question of whether or not they helped their standing, I would say it's within the margin of error. I think nobody helped their standing much more than the margin of error. Let's even call the margin of error one or two points. I don't think you're gonna see a big jump of five, six, seven points. So, you know, if DeSantis is at twelve points or thirteen points, maybe he goes up to fourteen points, maybe Bergham goes up from, I don't know, what's he at two points to four points or something like that. So I don't really know if this just caught on. And I can tell you, and I just mentioned this to Curtis here before, the way that I'm looking at it is I'm talking to my friends that maybe don't live, eat, and breathe politics on a day-by-day basis. But they were focused every single day on the 2015 Republican presidential debates. They were texting me. They were calling me every day, wanting to know what was going on, wanting to know what the latest is. A lot of these guys didn't even know that there was a debate going on last night. So I think that while the people that are that are living this, like you, like I, like our listeners, might be living and breathing on every single word, I think overall, I think a lot of people just kind of tuned out of this debate. And I think that was Trump's strategy. And I think, again, that's why he ends up the big winner uh, of this debate. Okay, last question. Are you expecting a government shutdown? We are now approaching the two-day mark. There are all kind of efforts underway to see whether we can get some kind of stopgap measure. In fact, Kevin McCarthy uh, reportedly talking with Senate Democrats. What do you think? What Shutdown or no shutdown? Uh, my bet is there's a shutdown that's going to end up lasting less than 60 hours. That's going to end up being a two and a half days, and they're going to end up coming coming to some type of an agreement early next week. Um, but it's not, it's barely just going to last outside of the weekend. So what, what's that going to mean? 
basically it's going to mean almost nothing for these government employees. I think there's a really, really good uh, discussion as to whether there should be one in terms of what the spending levels are at and even the clarity, right? I mean, to me, I'm, I'm a big believer in let's lay this out to the table in terms of what the American taxpayers are paying for. I think the majority of us that are even tuned in every single day, it's very difficult to figure out what the bylines are of this and, and what exactly we're going to be paying for moving forward over here. So I actually do think there'll be a shutdown, but I think it's just really a technical shutdown. I think by, let's say, Tuesday morning, the government will be funded up and running uh, again. Andrew Giuliani, thank you. we got to check in with Lou Dobbs. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, my friend, WABC. We're coming back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go to rapid phones, too. Get some of your thoughts. If you're on hold, stay on hold. Do not go away. This was the day Papa was a Rolling Stone, was at number one. Coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1976, Stevie Wonder releases his 18th studio album, and it's a doozy. Songs in the Key of Life. Double album. So many hits. You can listen to both albums all the way through. Not a bad song on them. So many hits. We'll celebrate some of this music on the weekend show. Also, you know what else was today? We got the birthday of Ben E. King. Singing with the Drifters in one solo. You know this one from Benny King. Classic. Stand By Me. Maurice White did a great cover of this. When the night has songs in the Key of Life and Stand By Me. Again, we'll celebrate more songs in the Key of Life over the weekend. And the moon Meanwhile... James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Let's get to you. Let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. Sandra, let's you weigh in. Oh, hi, James. How you doing? Um, I watched the debate last night. I took notes on everyone, and the one that I want to talk about is my disdain for Chris Christie, like everybody else feels. You know, I noticed this is the third time he talked about Donald Trump not finishing the wall, only 52 miles worth. So I could say to him that when he dealt with Hurricane um, Sandy, he did well in the beginning, but at the end, the the recovery funds and the handling of the long-term recovery efforts were not transparent or equitable. Then he called him a coward for not coming on the stage. I can call him that, too, when they had the the, uh, Bridgegate scandal. He left his aides to suffer all by themselves. He claimed that he had no involvement in it. He didn't even try to help his aides. At least Trump, he helps everyone all the time, and he, he really loves the people. So that bothered me, and I'd like to find out why the uh, wall wasn't completely filled. Maybe uh, The wall wasn't completely filled because the Republicans in Congress were stabbing Donald Trump in the back every chance on this build-the-wall thing. Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell... And the Senate, the Senate and the House, both in Republican hands, refused to give Donald Trump the full funding he needed to do to make that wall happen. That's why I didn't. Thank you for the call so much, Sandra. Robert in Suffolk, how are you? 
Good. Thanks, James. Your analysis of lawlessness yesterday was excellent. We can remedy or try to the situation by going to court in civil and criminal courts, filing cases against officials, government, DAs, and the police to enforce the law and provide us the equal protection and non-discrimination we are entitled to. I say yes to that. Robert, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Don in Waterbury, Connecticut. You're up next. Uh, Hey, Bo, thank you. I just want to quickly say I read this article this morning at 6 a.m. about the, what do you call it, Ludapalooza, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, the Ludo Olympics. Yep. What I I don't understand is it says, quote, word for word, they made 50, at least 52 arrests. Burglary theft counts so far against at least 30 people. For the district attorney. Then it says the flash mob style ransacking came after a peaceful protest over a judge's decision to dismiss murder against a Philadelphia police officer who shot and killed a man with, through a rolled up window. Then it says those doing the ransacking were not affiliated with the protest. I want to know how they know that uh, at 6 a.m., uh, who they talked to all night long. And at the very, very end of the, the entire thing, it says, no employees were hurt Tuesday, but some were understandably shaken, said Liquor Board spokeswoman Sean Kelly. Yeah, some will that? never want to come back to work again after watching their businesses ransacked. And some of these stores don't be surprised if they disappear. Because well, who wants to live in an environment like this? This is really quick. It's, uh, it, it's insane. Look, we got to run, but please call us again. We appreciate you. Bob in Bloomfield, quickly, my friend. Time is running out. They should have called that debate last night the diary of an angry Latina woman. That's what I thought. That lady on on the platform was absolutely horrendous. She was angry. Are you talking about Nikki? Nikki Haley's not Latina. Are you talking about the Univision moderator? Oh, there you go. She started off angry. She acted angry. I mean, she was an activist, is what she was. That was so unnecessary to have her on the on the stage. And I'm, I'm a Latino, so I could say that. Well, Bob, thank you for that. At one point, when th- th- she was definitely out of place, you could tell that her questions were what you would expect from a liberal on a Democrat debate. That was where that toward Republicans. Mike in Greenpoint, you're up next. Well, I was the one who called last time when I ended the show, and I said, and Andrew took my thunder. JV team, these, not, that's not even T-ball that we're dealing with, with these people. And it's funny how the winner didn't even show up. It was Trump. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. And boy, are we in for some ride going forward. And the next debate is coming up early October, and apparently... The requirements once again get strengthened, so there may be a few less people on the stage. We will, of course, pay attention to every aspect of it. Time to go. May God bless, protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we'll do it again tomorrow, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.